0: We're back for another episode of the Oddly Observant podcast. And today I'm bringing on one of my best homies. We've been friends for years. He is Paul Santoyo. Pa- Paul, say what's up to everybody.
1: Yo, what's up? My name is Paul. Good to be here.
0: So uh, tell everybody what we're going to be talking about today, Paul.
1: Talking about the Cowboys. We got, we're drinking a little Miller Lite. Official, official beer of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm excited.
0: All right, y'all. Let's go. This is going to be a fun one. where did the Cowboys season go wrong? I think we're going to be able to look back and look at that New York Jets game and be able to identify that as probably the game that cost them the season. They may make it to the playoffs. They may not. If y'all listened to a previous episode of the podcast, I projected eight and eight. So that's still standing strong. But I know me and Paul are both huge Cowboys fans and it sucks to see the Cowboys with all the talent they have on the roster, lose to a freaking 0-4 team, especially the New York Jets. They just had a quarterback come off an injury and it was their first game. I mean, everybody's talking talking mess about the Cowboys and Jason Garrett, rightfully so, but even though we lost the New York Jets, which is embarrassing in itself, we had some key injuries. Amari Cooper got hurt in the first quarter. Uh, Our top two tackles were out. And... Dak can only do so much. I mean, you saw how much he was getting blitzed. It was pretty atrocious or atrocious. But
1: Yeah. I mean I think I think Dak like honestly, I think Dak played like okay, like in his own right. Like I think like he wasn't the problem this game. Like I know he made some mistakes here and there, but I think like as a team, like seeing this game as opposed to like the first three, like I don't see I don't see like the motivation as a team, and I don't see like I don't see him like wanting to win, wanting yeah. to win, and like just it just it just looks like they are just sloppy. It's just sloppy, dude. It, did it's you like, have you,
0: did you see that tweet where they were running off the field, all the cowboys, and Jason Garrett was trying to dap everybody up, and everybody just ignored his ass.
1: Yeah, it's like <laughs> I mean that's just the way he is, dude. It's like. I mean he's always been he's always been like that like no.
0: It's the typical the the clap the clap.
1: <laughs> the infamous clap, dude.
0: We went to the Miami Dolphins game together and we saw them I mean it was the Miami Dolphins and they yeah. but they they tore it up. They dominated it. Yeah. But seeing that game and seeing the Jets game, do you think that Jason Garrett should still have a job and do you think he survives the season?
1: I mean right now right now it's not looking good for him. <laughs> if he can turn it around like we go, we win a couple, we gain some momentum, like, we'll see. But the way things are going now, I don't, I don't see him. I don't see him staying. But it comes in, like, the relationship between him and Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. yeah. I don't think it looks good, though.
0: Okay, so what, I guess, let's break it down then. What record would you need to see for you, you as a fan to be like, okay, let's keep him one more year? Because I feel like we've been in this cycle for, like, six or seven years now where he does just good enough to keep his job but never takes that next step even though he has all this talent. So like what is that record that you'd want to see where you'd be like, all right, let's stay another year.
1: Right now I don't think we're gonna win the division. Like I know Damn. You think Philly? I think Philly we might make wild card. If we win wild card and win the next game, I think I think he'll stay.
0: It, well this Sunday is uh the Cowboys in Philly on primetime Sunday night. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow yeah tomorrow that's right and this podcast won't air until after the game so let's go ahead and be bold for a sec let's make predictions on this upcoming game what do you think is going to happen and it's i believe it's in dallas i could be wrong but i believe it's in dallas
1: yeah it's in dallas tomorrow i think seven seven yeah seven twenty i think i think cowboys by three cowboys by three. <laughs> 27, 24.
0: i think that's- e- even even if they win There's still going to be talk, and especially if they lose. I mean, Skip Bayless is the biggest proponent of the Cowboys, and Stephen A. Smith is the biggest hater. And both of them were talking about on uh, First Take and Undisputed how this team still has all the talent in the world, and yet Jason Garrett just can't pull it out of them. And I keep coming back to is it the offensive scheme? Is it Jason Garrett? Is he not letting Kellen Moore call the plays correctly? Because to me, the offense looks so different from the game we went to together. Yeah, it does. It, the game we went to together—it was fun to watch. They were—it almost looked like a college game. It was the offense was flowing, and now it's just dead. I guess what what do we need to see? Is it more on the offensive end, the defensive end? Is it special teams? Like, what do we do to get to the next level?
1: I think we need to come out come out strong. First drive, first dri- first drive, we got to score. And if if we score first drive, or I mean, Giants game open home opening, we didn't score first drive, but we came back and. Scored right away. Yeah, they they put up seven first, and then we put up seven, and then it was game on. And it was game on, game over.
0: So, but that's a good point because the last four games or three games, which we just happened to lose, went 0 3. They were down by 21 points in every single one of those games, and even to the freaking New York Jets. It's crazy. So, it's, I don't understand how we can come out to slow starts like that. We got Zeke, we got Dak, we got Cooper. So, we got to pick it up. Do you think we have to feed Zeke more? Do you think we have to, like, spread the offense out? What What would you do if you were Jason Garrett right now?
1: I want to see Zeke more involved, but I don't want to see just just standard plays that that they just throw to him. like Just straight up the just middle? Straight, straight up the middle. I'm down. Just run the ball on the ground. Do it. But, like, mix it up, you know? Like, I want to see something different. Like, see if it works. If it doesn't, just running up the middle but he needs to get more touches I think.
0: Do you have Zeke or Dak in fantasy? I do not. I, st- <laughs> I stayed
1: away from I, I try to stay away from the Cowboys. Uh, who,
0: <laughs> who's been your your best fantasy player so far this year?
1: Uh, I got Russell Wilson he's been he's number one quarterback
0: right now. So. Some are saying that he should even be the MVP you think so? Right now I, I right now yeah I do. I mean, Mahomes. He's out now. If you watch the game yeah, the other night,
1: he's gonna be out for three weeks. So. Yeah, that
0: that opens up the door for a lot of AFC teams too. But mentioning uh, Russell Wilson, we play the Seahawks later in the year, so yeah,
1: that'll be interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, would you say that the team as they're playing now, there's absolutely no way they could play against Seattle? They're gonna get ran out of the ran off the field, don't you think?
1: Right now, yeah, <laughs> I do, but we're gonna have to make some changes, offense, defense. I feel like our defense is still solid. Like last week, gave up a couple big plays. like that big ninety-two yard right. freaking pass that
0: against the Jets. Bro, that's ridiculous. I mean,
1: the Jets, dude, they look good. They, they did.
0: They're zero and four. is so bad. I know, bad. but I mean,
1: <laughs> I hate. I'd be hating on Donald just because he he just looks like <laughs> he looks like he should be modeling for
0: Abercrombie and Fitch or something. But uh, bro, right, he came back from mono. His first game back and tore up the Cowboys. It, he hasn't played yet. He only had one practice in five weeks and was able to just come up the alleged 15th best defense in the league in the Cowboys. And if you had to put it on one part of the defense, would you say it's the the line, the cornerbacks, the linebackers? Like, where is that, that hole? I think we, like the talent up
1: front, I know we have um... – Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, we got we got talent. I think we need to get more pressure on the quarterback. But yeah, we we need, we need pressure. We need to see it.
0: The and the stats that we were looking at before this podcast were twentieth in sacks, which is ridiculous because we paid two players on our line top big money, dollar, big money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, they they need to put in some more work. I think our our linebackers are solid. Secondary, they need to step it up a little bit. Given big plays up and like I think we do.
0: we know that I mean the Cowboys have never really been like a premier defense but it's always comes back on the offense and really mm-hmm. if the offense isn't flowing for example we're 14th in time of possession this season and we really should be top 10 no matter what because we have Zeke we should be able to eat the clock up which then helps our defense out because they're not as tired they're uh, not on the field as long and all that all that nonsense but I think for this game coming up against the Eagles, you got to think we're playing against one of the best offenses in the league, in my opinion, with Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz. They have a, a dual head running back, so yeah, their running backs pretty good. Yeah, so specifically, I guess getting away from the Jets game, what do we have to do against the Eagles to, you know, be victorious?
1: I mean, we're, we're playing at home, so that that helps.
0: You going um, to the game?
1: No, I'm not going <laughs> to the game. I think. If we come out firing on offense, our defense is going to be fired up, and I mean, if we put pressure on Wentz, I think
0: he'll make some. He'll make some mistakes if we get pressure yeah, on him.
1: He'll make some mistakes, and he's been he he has been playing good the past couple of weeks, though. So yeah, I've been playing against playing him, playing him in fantasy, da- <laughs> playing pretty dangerous right now. <laughs> like Baker
0: Mayfield <laughs> feeling dangerous, dude.
1: Talk about Baker though.
0: He's underwhelming to say the least, right? Yeah. What what do you is. what do you make of him because he's been talking all that like all that shit all year pretty much and now him and Odell they were supposed to be this dynamic duo in fantasy and in real life and yeah nothing I
1: mean, before the season i mean you could people were saying like they're top 5 they're going to be a top 5 team like
0: Vegas had them at uh the third or fourth best odds to win the Super Bowl before the year it's ridiculous <laughs> It's now the
1: Browns their quarterback position lasts five years. They
0: need some help. Doesn't Baker Mayfield remind you a lot of Johnny Manziel and how he, he was overhyped and now he's just got got some money and just under underwhelming to say the least.
1: Yeah, I mean he he is like his stats like what does he have like he's he's, he's got like most picks does he have most he has the most second most picks he has
0: most? twice as many picks as he does touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, where you compare it, like to bring it back to the Cowboys, you compare it to Dak, where, and the stats we were looking at earlier, he has eleven touchdowns this year, six interceptions, but our receivers aren't helping him out much. He the of those six interceptions, four of them hit people right in the hands, yeah, and they were dropped and tipped up and intercepted. So when people are giving Dak all this mess, it's like y'all got to go look at the film because how many of these are really his fault? And I know he's on America's team and. You're always in the spotlight, but people—I I feel like people are just being too hard on Dak. It's—I mean, especially Stephen A. Smith and uh, Shannon Sharp and people like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm—I'm I'm honestly not worried about like Dak's like performance. Like, I know, I think he's solid. Yeah. And people were saying like, um, talking about like contract, like his his value is going down. Like, I think no matter what after the season like he's get, he's going to get paid
0: yeah so. cuz you, you don't find a quarterback you don't find a top 10 quarterback just laying around or in the draft it's not easy like the cowboys got really lucky with the transition from Tony Romo to Dak and yeah. i think we'd be foolish to let him go or underpay him and make him unhappy
1: at the same time i feel like he is like a good enough dude like if they do like slightly underpay him like he won't be mad he reminds me of Dirk a can, little bit yeah, and then he, he does
0: He'll do what's best for the team, and I mean Zeke got paid. We're gonna have to pay Cooper again, but we we have to sign Cooper, don't you think? Because I mean, when he has been playing, like he was injured in that Jets game after the first drive, but he's been a beast this do you, year. Do
1: you feel like Do you feel like he drops balls? <laughs> yeah, cause I, I do, Sometimes I'd be seeing like, oh, money catch it, and he just drops it, and I'm just like, it's kind of like Des like. When Dez was dropping, like at the end of his career in Dallas, we were just like, okay, it's time to go. But,
0: but at the same time, Amari Cooper is a, top, I would put him in the top four, maybe, I mean, maybe even top three receiver in the league. So we have a top three receiver, a top eight quarterback, and arguably the first or second best running back in the league. And it really leaves me perplexed to how we don't put it together. And that's it brings me back to at the beginning of the season, there was all this talk about. Kellen Moore leading this offense because he used to be the backup quarterback and he's running, uh, running the offense now. And we were seeing way more creative plays, but then I don't know if you were listening to the, the broadcast of the game against the Jets when Tony Romo was announcing, he even said, he's like,
1: doesn't look right.
0: Yeah. He he said, and you brought that up to me when we were here uh, at your place chilling last weekend, you were like, I don't know if Jason Garrett, or I don't know if Kellen Moore is actually calling the plays anymore. It may be Jason Garrett.
1: Yeah. It just, it looks like had a stretch of games where like nothing was going right on offense and it was just like, just it, was, it just looked stale, like it just
0: looked. And you think we're in one of those moments again, pretty much. Let me pose this, this question more clearly is, do you think the first three games was more representative of the true Cowboys or the last three games? The first three games we played against terrible teams, the last three games we played against decent teams. So which one do you think is the real Cowboys if you had to choose one? I
1: mean, I want it to be the first three because <laughs> that's my team, you know, but uh, the last three was just, it's just tough to watch, so, um, but we- I think this game coming up Sunday versus the Eagles. It's for gonna, first place. It's going to show us, it's going to show us, like, a lot what, what the rest of the season is going to look like. Like, last game was like, okay versus the Jets
0: that could be the that could be the low like if you're looking at it if it was like a stock graph that could be like the the low of the season if you were looking at it on a graph hopefully it is like I pray it is because it was it was excruciating to watch I almost had to turn it off but you would hope that with our divisional rival the Eagles coming up and this is a battle for first place right now we're tied for first place in the NFC East as bad as we've played so this is gonna set the tone for the rest of the season but it, I don't know if you've looked at the schedule for the rest of the season, but we have to go to Chicago in December. We have to go to New York for the Giants game in November, We have to go to New England. Yeah. we have to play at Seattle. So these games aren't easy, no. so they better pick up their their stuff right now before we get in that hard stretch of games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree we gotta I think this game we're going to see what the Cowboys are about. I mean, we're three and three we still got time to to do to put some work in try to get try to get a good record start rolling but
0: if if we lose this game against the eagles you know you're going to be hearing all the chatter on sports center on twitter on instagram about firing jason garrett in season not waiting till the end of the season and as much as jerry jones jerry, jerry. <laughs> as much as he loves his jason garrett i think jerry has the balls to cut him mid season don't you?
1: I do. If we don't see any progress, I say cut them and cut them quick.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to pull off that band aid at some point. It's going to hurt, but. Yeah. Well, I heard something interesting on today on Sports Center. What do you think about Urban Meyer, the old Ohio State coach? What if he became the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, regardless of how this season goes? Wouldn't you much rather have Urban Meyer than uh, Jason, Jason Garrett?
1: Garrett? I mean, yeah, I would now but uh, is he is, he's a he's at ESPN right yeah now, he's right? at ESPN um is he wanting to coach again
0: yeah no that's what in this interview this morning with Colin Coward or actually he may be on Fox because uh, Colin Coward has a show on Fox okay uh Colin asked him who would want this job and, and Urban Meyer replied well they have a great quarterback a great running back great receivers great defense and probably one of the most talented teams in football and then he asked Have they called you yet? And he said, no, but I wish. And then he asked, would you take the job? He said, in a heartbeat. So That's exciting. I mean, it's exciting for me, but then you got the camp of people that are like, hey, let's stick it out with Jason Garrett and all that. But also another, let me pose it this way. Would you rather have Jason Garrett, Urban Meyer, or Lincoln Riley? And Lincoln Riley is the OU Sooners coach. There's been a lot of rumors of him stepping up and becoming the Cowboys coach. That could be exciting.
1: Hmm. I haven't really I haven't watched a lot of OU football.
0: So you saw um, the UT OU game? Yeah, I
1: saw the UT OU game. They played well. I mean, Texas fought, they covered. Yeah, they covered. Got a little something in the pockets for that, <laughs> but uh I mean, I haven't seen too much, but I know he's 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 a talented coach. He's got Jalen Hurts, got a good good offense. Their receiver um CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb. He's so cold. That dude's going to be a first-rounder.
0: He's so cold. Did you see the Jalen Hurts, too? Uh, the like, UT. And I went to UT, so I was literally cringing when this happened. Jalen Hurts took the football behind his back yeah, and avoided a sack. I was blown that away. Was clean. <laughs> but yeah. you, you said earlier that the you think the Cowboys are going to win by three against the Eagles. And I'll throw my prediction in there. I think the Cowboys are going to come out hard and win by a touchdown. But Vegas is saying four and a half, so you know it's in between that We'll see Vegas is usually pretty close to being right, but I would say the Eagles may have more to lose in this case too than the Cowboys because the Eagles you know we've been talking about the Cowboys in their rough last three games, but the Eagles have had a rough season in general, so yeah. they're on the clock as well.
1: That's true. What do you think about um What do you think about the uh, Lincoln Riley and uh, Urban Meyer situation?
0: Personally, I'd rather have Urban Meyer. Not because he, I wouldn't say not because he's like the best offensive coach or anything like that, but because he knows how to win. He's built a culture of winning. He's won at Florida, he's won at Ohio State. And those are two of the hardest schools to keep a job at. Their their alumni base and their boosters are all over you if you don't win, much like Texas or much like a, michigan or anything like that with like harbar is another example but A M too yeah and <laughs> no nah, bro speaking of this like that's i'm glad you brought that up what the heck is wrong with a&m they had kyler murray and the carolina panthers backup quarterback who's five and zero now kyle, kyle allen. allen and when they were both at a&m they got rid of both of them it's ridiculous
1: bro is kyle Allen really playing like that good or is it just, is christian mccaffrey just carrying the whole team
0: I think it's a little both, but wait, do you have uh, McCaffrey in no, fantasy? I know,
1: but I know he's bro. Every dude week is a is a machine. Twenty he's points every on. week. Yeah, he's he's a monster, but uh, yeah, I don't know how a And M messes mess. They they just mess everything up. They and remind they have, me they have the most money. No, they're, I think the are they the most valuable college college team? No,
0: you t- you or actually. Actually I don't know I'd have to look. I think Ohio State and Michigan and then Texas like if you're going based on brand value, but A&M definitely puts the most money into their football program. Yeah, I think
1: yeah, I think that's what I, was which like is, what I saw. Which is
0: which is ridiculous and actually I can draw a parallel to the Cowboys a lot where every year, especially the fans, like people call Cowboys fans bad and I mean, we're Cowboys fans so I don't give I don't give a, like a crap what people say. Yeah. But I I feel like A&M fans are the same way where they every year they're hyped up they're overhyped they think their team's the best they're talking mess about every other team and year after year there's mediocrity nine or nine and three eight and four seven and five and it reminds me a lot of the cowboys with all this talents here but yet they barely make it into the playoffs or they barely have a good season
1: yeah i mean i agree and i have some ties to a&m and i can vouch for like it's the everybody's like that at a&m they think I think the shit doesn't stink, but that shit does, dude. And it's like
0: that's why I try to be as a Cowboys fan as much as we're diehard Cowboys fans. I try to be like non-biased when I'm like analyzing it or we're doing a podcast like this. But it's just so hard to not be up on the Cowboys when you see their roster year after year. When you have Zeke, you have Dak, or you had Romo, and you had Zeke, or you had Romo, and you had Demarco Murray. Marco Mori. Yeah, he was a B. So it it really, when you when you factor all that in, it's like it's got to be the coaching, or it's got to be the something in the front office, or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think like top management, like something. There needs to be a change in either like top coaching, head coach,
0: GM, something. And, And it's hard to make those changes at GM because. Well, love him or hate him, Jerry Jones is arguably the best owner in sports. Yeah. He knows he's the best marketer we possibly ever seen and he owns the city of Dallas in a way.
1: He, Frisco too. Yeah, he
0: he actually owns all the land under Frisco And I think the like allure or the legend of Jerry and the Cowboys of like being America's team always kind of gives us like that excuse to fall back on, but you and me have been alive for 21 22 years. And we haven't seen the Cowboys really do much, so it's there's got to be some type of uh, like break into the future where we can't like keep relying on our past success as a franchise, and maybe that means shaking it up. Maybe it's not the like standard old like white coach or something like that. Just old football, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean I remember I remember being at the old stadium in Dallas, being being young, going to the going to the games with my dad, Drew Bledsoe, just sucking it up (laughs) and then was there when Tony Romo got in like there was a new hope he never had a team though around him never had a team but I mean he was like Cowboys legend Tony Romo yeah he's
0: going up on the ring of honor don't you think yeah he
1: for sure but I mean and even that like we we didn't have success with him like we had we had a couple good years a lot of missed chances fumbled the uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when, oh, the when buff, or the fumble
0: in Seattle when he dropped in the Seattle kick. Oh when my god! He gosh.
1: dropped the field. Oh my, come on!
0: Dude. That like that year we were set up to we go were. pretty far in the playoffs, and that's back when he first got the got the starting job. Uh-huh. It was like his first his first year. It might it may have even been that year, like halfway through the season, where he took it from Bledsoe. And typical Cowboys fat fashion that Stephen A. Smith would attest to is. Anything that can go wrong with the Cowboys will go wrong. Murphy's Law, bro. Cowboys—that's <laughs> Cowboys Law now. Shit. <laughs> we should change it up to the Cowboys <laughs> Law. Put it in the dictionary. But uh, how do we get away from that? Because I think, especially when you talk to people that aren't Cowboys fans, that's what you hear. You almost—the Cowboys have almost lost some respect in a way, and it almost seems like the Patriots have taken over that role.
1: Um. <laughs> I mean the Patriots, the they're they're what they are. They're
0: Sleazeballs. <laughs> they're downright cheaters. No, I'm just kidding. I mean they <laughs> are though. Like in reality, they cheated once to win the Super Bowl and Don't tell Bobo that though. <laughs> Shout out to Bobo. What up, Bobo? <laughs>
1: um Nah but I mean I think the Cowboys they've just been they've been just who they are for so long, and something needs to change.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing I heard on SportsCenter a couple days ago was you can't spell Dallas without back-to-back L's. Shit,
1: throw one more L in there <laughs> we just lost three.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there was a crazy stat that they brought up in the game, or Tony Roman brought up in the game. Uh, three and two teams, which we were before the game uh, against the Jets, when a three and two team goes to four and two, they have a 67% chance to make the playoffs. When a three and two team goes to three and three, they have a 33% chance of making the playoffs. So okay. the odds aren't in our favor now, statistically or historically, but I mean, we paid attention in our finance classes, and past performance doesn't uh, result totally. in future returns, but. It's, it, that's not a good stat to see. Typically, the Cowboys play to their competition. So we have this tough schedule coming up, and I think every game is going to be fun to watch. It's going to be primetime TV. It's going to be awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll have a lot more confidence after, say, week eight, week nine. And I guess what would you say the final record for the Cowboys will end up being if you had to give a prediction seeing the team you've seen now for six weeks?
1: I want to say 10-6, and six, but I think we're going to be 9-7. and seven.
0: And do you think that gets us into the playoffs?
1: We might we might make wild card. Wild but. card. And my I mean if the eagle, yeah I, th- I think I think we're gonna do wild card. Yeah and or no or nothing maybe worse maybe worse than that.
0: Yeah another team that's played very similarly to the Cowboys this year and it's kind of shocking to people is the Los Angeles Rams. Yes. They're cold. They're allegedly they're cold as heck, but they're just like the Cowboys right now. They've lost a couple games. They lost to the 49ers, who, whether they're, they're what they're five and zero, but or yeah five and zero. But I don't think they're that great. They've played nobody other than the Rams, really quality teams. And there's a lot of parallels. The Rams have Gurley, who's had a pretty bad season. Yeah. Much like Zeke. Yeah. Have a great quarterback in Golf, just like we have Dak. You know.
1: I'm not sold on Golf, dude. I'm not like I he has like bursts of, just he he just gets on he gets hot he catches fire. But like I don't think. I don't think he's worth all that all that money
0: that they gave him. That's true. Do you think that he's okay, well let me point it or make it this way, this distinction. Do you think he's fed off the Rams more than his talent has helped the Rams? And do you think that's similar to Dak where like the Cowboys talent has really helped Dak out and maybe Dak isn't as good as advertised? Or do you like disagree with that?
1: Um, I would say I'd say the Rams when we played them in the divisional mm-hmm. round I think they just had, they had a better team it it looked it looked like they were just a better team they were their defense was was out there they like, were out there playing hustling they're rushing getting to us and we were just i mean we we're we just outplayed. played and their coach their coach is solid that was
0: that's exactly what I was about to ask too is was about the coach cuz they have Sean McVay who is very creative when it comes to the offense and I always think that that type of like creativity and that type of youth on the offense, which I thought it would have been Kellen Moore, would have made this offense almost look like the LA Rams, where it's fun to watch. They're doing almost a college style play, and I think if the Cowboys did revert to that, I think they'd be way more fun to watch and actually get some more wins.
1: Yeah, I think I think we need more young energy in the in the coaching department, just because like as much as like I mean Jason Garrett say what you want but like there's no I I can't see him being like a motivating coach like he'll okay okay come on come on let's do this let's do this like you need a, like a fire inside that like can ignite and just
0: I think a lot of it comes down and maybe I'm like thinking too deeply here or trying to make connections that aren't there but I think that he just can't relate to his players And maybe that's because of his age or his upbringing or his history. But you see, when coaches and players are like intertwined or feeling each other, much like like Pete Carroll in Seattle, even though he's older, he's right there with his team. Everybody loves him. You never hear anybody say a bad word about him. If we had that, I think we'd be a lot more successful as a team and a franchise.
1: Yeah, but there's also other coaches uh, like Andy Reid. But like, but I mean, people respect, like, yeah, people respect him. He may not be
0: as, uh, like, like, Giddy, yeah, but he's people respect the crap out of him. Nobody will ever say anything bad about him. Yeah. Since we're talking about coaches, let's take it to back to the Eagles. Their uh, coach, uh, I think his name's Douglas Murray or something like that. I forget his 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 name, but regardless, he carried that team along with Nick Foles and took that energy to win Philadelphia's for Super Bowl last year. And if he can come in, and Take the Eagles, who have been a pretty dismal franchise holistically, if you look at their whole history, and take them to the Super Bowl. I don't see why the Cowboys can't use that as a blueprint to move Jason Garrett out and really take that next step as a franchise. And, you know, I hate to say it, but Jerry's getting old. He's not going to be here forever. We really have to get away from this old model of playing. And for I, mean, I hate to keep, like, ragging on Jason Garrett, but I really do think that's where it boils down to if we had to boil it down
1: yeah i mean i agree do, do you think do you think jerry has a notable amount of power to like make a game function decision
0: i think he has a, a hand in it i think as he's gotten older he's kind of stepped away stepped from away, yeah. a little bit but not but it, it, see this is how it works though because power always has influence he has influence through steven jones who has a direct ear to uh jason garrett and jason garrett isn't the most uh like individualistic man, he's very uh, into like groupthink and trying to appease people and doesn't really make hard stances in the line, and that's not what I want to see in my head coach. I want my head coach to be able to make really tough decisions and be a coach and be do different things and experiment because you see teams experimenting like the Los Angeles Rams or Carolina with Christian McCaffrey and you see success. So when you when something's not broke. You don't have to fix it, but when something's broke, you need to fix it. It doesn't just fix itself.
1: I'm hoping we see a fix this game coming up, but if not, what what do you think the next say say we lose the next two games. What do you think what do you think's gonna go down? If we move to three and five.
0: I think what you're gonna hear is you're gonna hear a lot of chatter on the sports networks first and foremost. And I think you're gonna start hearing like Urban Myers start talking about wanting the job again more and Lincoln Riley being talked about more. I don't I don't think Jerry will actually make the cut until like say we lose what, what's this week what week seven?
1: Play Eagles tomorrow. Then we got the Giants, Vikings, and then the Lions.
0: Yeah, if we get to that Vikings game and say we lost what well, that would be five straight games. Yeah. Then it may be Game of Thrones off with his head. He may be gone because we can't go into that Detroit game and that New England roads, those two back-to-back road games without any type of spark. Because guess what? As much as the players are great and talented, they've also proven that they can't motivate themselves all the time. So they're going to need some type of external spark to get it going. And if we get to that, if we get to that Vikings game and we've lost and we're three and five, then I mean, I don't want to be negative, but you could say the season may be over at that point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think as far as like motivation, I think Dak will like, like he's a locker room guy. Like he he can he can rally everybody, and I think, I think we're gonna see some tomorrow, and if not, shit, I don't know I don't know what's gonna go. Down.
0: Well, see this and this like feeling of I don't know is I feel like where a lot of Cowboys fans are at. Uh, mm-hmm. We're just kind of like numb right now. Cause you don't know what to expect and it's hard to like take a stance one side or the other, but everybody's like, Oh damn, here come the Cowboys. Like it's the same old Cowboys. And when that feeling starts to lurk in, you got to believe that the players feel that too. They, they've been playing for the Cowboys. They understand how it is to play on America's team. So when that gets into their, their head, I'm not confident that they're mentally tough enough to fend that off. But with that being said, to your point, I think Dak this year, as much as he's uh, had a rough couple games. I think he's proven to me that he's uh, in that elite bracket of quarterbacks. Maybe not the top tier elite, but he's definitely in that top yeah, thing. And
1: I agree. I think he. I, I think. I mean, undoubtedly, we should. We should. We need to keep him. Sign him. Yeah. He, he, pay him too. He's
0: a team guy, and he's gonna do what he has to do for the Cowboys. You don't hear him, you know, talking mess. You don't hear him in the media. He's only saying. He's never said a wrong thing in his life. It feels like. And we. Yeah. He was at Mississippi State. He was a beast. He took them to be the number one team in the country. They didn't win the championship, but to take Mississippi State all the way to number one is pretty miraculous. Well, we're getting, we're two weeks away from the bye week. Do you think Dak just starts to go off? Like go off, go off 400 yards, almost like he was in week one or two. Do you think Zeke picks it up? Who's going to be that standout player? And it doesn't have to be either one of them, just whoever you think, but who's going to be the player that, Stands out these next couple weeks and takes the Cowboys back to where they should be.
1: I hope it's gonna be Zeke on the ground. Like I hope, I hope he, I mean, 150 yards just goes off. That's what I hope to see.
0: We got to get. I don't.
1: I don't know because I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't done that. He's yet. been
0: quiet. But we got to get Zeke involved more in the passing game too. He's been quiet in the passing game, and he's once he gets out in the open field, it's so hard to guard this man, and he's so big and powerful. It's like. What are we doing as a coaching staff not getting him the ball? And we don't have to give it to him right up the middle. We could pitch it to him. We could give him a little uh wide receiver or running back screen. There's so many different things that we can do to be creative.
1: Yeah. And you know what I haven't seen? I haven't seen Zeke and Pollard on the field at the same time. Why don't why don't why don't we have both of these guys on the that field? That's a great point. Like, distract, route run, run like decoy like let's do something with these guys because they're both solid they're both good Pollard's
0: every time Pollard's gotten in there he almost looks just as good as Zeke and you could say that's because our offensive line but I say Pollard's pretty damn good player and that's a great point why don't we put Cooper Zeke Pollard Cobb all our speedy guys out and maybe even Tavon Austin all out there that makes us so versatile I don't think anybody could guard us at that point yeah I mean that was when When the
1: Saints have, I'm not saying like there is volatile, like the the pair a couple years. Was it last year they had Ingram and Kamara? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the running back duo is there, and we need to use it.
0: I I think the reason, the or specifically the reason why Jason Garrett doesn't use it as much is because Zeke just got paid, and I think Jerry's in his ear saying, hey, get Zeke the ball, which that can be great. And we were talking about that earlier in this podcast to get Zeke the ball. But why not use all the weapons that are at our disposal? Because using Pollard could actually make Zeke's carries more impactful rather than a two-yard carry up the middle. could be a six-yard carry up the middle because you got people faking out to the outside. Yeah. Now that we're approaching the bye week, do you think there's any trades that we can make as a as a team to try to get somebody else in here? Let's take us, take us to that next level. Because I have a, I have one or two ideas.
1: Let me hear your ideas first, and then, and then I'll tell you.
0: All right, so as controversial as it could be, I think signing AB would be not only a, like a media spark, but also a spark for the team and make us so much more dangerous. Because then if you have AB in the slot and Cooper on the outside and Zeke behind you, it's that would be unreal. And right now, you know, with the controversy with A.B., it may not be worth it to bring him onto the team His all the uh, legal stuff he has going on, and this is the head case that he is, but imagine that offensive uh, front with Cooper, A.B., Zeke, Pollard, and maybe Randall Randall Cobb in there or Gallup. That's that's pretty dangerous.
1: (laughs) That was funny because I was was about to say that. I mean, I think we – it would be – no, it would be – it would be a story for sure, <laughs> like one one year, or the rest of the season. I mean, we we could get him for a deal too,
0: it, like well, that's the you, at this time you could probably get him for the least amount you possibly could ever in his career. So and Jerry isn't afraid to make a splash in the media. No, nah, I
1: mean he he has before. He's not he's not scared. But is AB a problem to deal? Is he like too big of a problem to sign?
0: It, I. Yeah, I think the answer is yes, but if the Cowboys go to three and four, is it really really going to make things that much more incrementally worse?
1: No, I don't, yeah, that's right. <laughs> we'll see he's where it goes. He's just, he needs some help, dude.
0: Yeah, he, he definitely he needs, needs some, some help. help. And hopefully he's getting that help right now. I doubt it. <laughs> knowing him he's probably thinking that he's been right about everything and did
1: you see that video that he posted on twitter of him route running against some <laughs> some cornerback
0: right. he reminds me of like a I mean he, he's better than T.O. but at least T.O. stayed on the field like he, he was controversial and whatnot but he's a more like outlandish Terrell Owens in a way
1: he's just he's like a like a like a 10-year-old dude that's like (laughs) always suspended like from school and he just never like in Pittsburgh
0: like he was always causing issues too there he was dude they had that's
1: respect because they they held on to him for a while
0: and people I mean Big Ben has has had his fair share of controversies but even he got freaking tired of dealing with AB on a daily basis and then not not even to mention the whole Le'Veon Bell saga that happened in Pittsburgh too yeah, they've fallen from prom. I mean, they're like almost the Cowboys of the AFC in a way, where they've have a very historic franchise, and now they're almost in shambles. And they have Pittsburgh. a great coach. Yeah,
1: yeah, but they they're more successful than the Cowboys as a recent. Yeah, that's for sure. Past past ten years, but um, yeah, I think AB. Was there any other he trades? It, he burned his golden ticket, dude. Yeah, he that's true.
0: It. He had thirty million a, a year guaranteed in in really just pissed that away that that's that's so much money to just it's sad it's it's not only sad for like him personally but it it's sad when you look at other players in the league and realize that they're not getting paid what they can be and then you have somebody like that that's so volatile and so outlandish and because of his talent he can still get paid no matter what but we're already at 45 minutes somehow i don't know how it went by so fast but Let's give people one last thing before we head out. I got the Super Bowl predictions from myself and Stassi in episode 4 of the podcast or sorry, episode 5. So, what are your Super Bowl predictions knowing what you know about all the teams in the league now and who's going to win the Super Bowl?
1: As much as I hate as I hate to say it, I think I think New England is gonna win the Super Bowl again, (laughs) just because. I mean, their defense is like incredible to watch. Like they're just showing out. Um, I don't know about the NFC.
0: You gotta make a pretty. Who's who's it gonna be? You gotta make one.
1: Um, I I probably say. Probably say Niners.
0: Really, that's that, a surprising that, that, pick.
1: That, that'd be a fun. That'd be a fun. <laughs> that'd
0: be almost a historic little little Super Bowl going on.
1: <laughs> I think it'd be fun. To Garoppolo, that's what I want. <laughs> oh, see. against the, he's Garoppolo to play for the Patriots versus Tom Brady. Damn, if they if they make it there, who knows? I mean, they got Garoppolo a might show out.
0: Yeah, and they got Richard Sherman. They have a good little defense working with and them
1: their, too. Their defensive line is Solid. scary.
0: Dang. So. I'm going to remind people of my Super Bowl picks that I'm still sticking to that I made at the beginning of the season. I had New England, which is no surprise to a lot of people, but then I also had Green Bay. And after watching Green Bay play, they haven't played the greatest, but somehow they're 5-1. and one. And Rodgers hasn't had the greatest year, and Rodgers actually hasn't thrown for three TDs in a game yet. But that that's even more scary to me because, like, what if Rodgers starts hitting and they're already 5-1? Yeah. and one? So he's my favorite right now to, to go to the NFC. and. I think the Patriots will win it though.
1: Yeah, I mean the Packers are—they're always dangerous. Um, I think the when Devonte Adams gets back, I think that's when we'll see Rodgers start throwing bombs again. Start—I mean, not like he just doesn't throw bombs, <laughs> but just start. I mean, with him out there. His passing game just goes up another level. So
0: yeah. So before we get out of here, man, I we got to touch back on the Cowboys. Is you know there's so much shit talked about the Cowboys, and at the beginning of this season, in one of the early episodes of the podcast, I talked about them being mediocre, and I don't know what the Cowboys will have to do. We talked a lot about a lot of stuff in this podcast, and we don't know the answer, but as a Cowboys fan, I think we can both say that we're hoping for the best. And that changes have to be made. They can't do what they have been doing. And people like us that have been born, you know, late 1990s, we're tired of seeing America's team not be good. And they have to take it to the next level. So, Paul, you have anything else to add on the Cowboys before we head out of here?
1: Um, All I can say is that um, Dez caught the ball. (laughs) You know he did too. And, uh... Man, I just hope, I just hope, uh, I hope we pull this out. I hope we do something. I hope, I hope I see my team win again. Yeah. And I think <laughs>
0: those key words is I hope, you know, I, I hope. hope that's all we can, that's do, all is we hope. can do is repeat. But I think you spoke that great. Uh, Dez did catch the ball. It's, it still hurts us to this day, but man, I love you, dog. It was good to do this podcast. I'm sure we'll be doing many more in the future and I, we'll probably be doing another episode we'll bring on Stassi and it'll be us three and we'll probably in four more weeks five more weeks and we'll see where the Cowboys are at and hopefully the tone is a lot different hopefully we're hyped up and hopefully we're happy with their progress since this podcast but I think we're we're, I think we're out of here uh we're hoping for the best for the Cowboys and we'll see how the rest of the season goes peace peace
1: thanks for having me up
0: yeah no problem man